Well, hello, Parkview. I hope you're doing well this weekend. Uh, usually when I come out on stage and get ready to begin teaching, I usually welcome uh, all of our campuses around Chicagoland. Uh, but this weekend, we are actually moving from about three campuses to about 8,000 or 9,000 campuses as we all begin to meet in our homes and make those a campus. And so I thought it would just kind of be fun and appropriate just to take some time. I know it'll take a little bit of time, but just to welcome everybody and their campus. So I want to welcome the Johnsons and the Johnson campus this weekend and the Wilburns and the Tates and the Browns and the Smiths. Hello to the Smiths, uh, to the Jackson campus. Good to see you. And also to the Johnsons. Oh, I, I mean, I think I've already said Johnson's. I think we have several Johnson campuses. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you realize I'm not going to go through like everybody who attends Parkview, but we have thousands and thousands of you meeting in your homes and turning your homes into campuses this weekend. And I'm so glad that you are doing that and we can continue to gather together today. Uh, I am coming to you live from the Orland Park campus, and I just want to say a huge thanks uh, to so many of the tech crew around here who have gotten all the lights right and the stage and the music, and, and there's just all kinds of things, you know, that need to be done so that we can broadcast live to all of these different homes and campuses across our city and our nation. And uh, we don't have like the full tech team here, but we have some of our tech team. In fact, earlier I was able to snap a picture of a few of them if you want to take a look at what our tech team looks like around here. <laughs> actually, absolutely, you know, that's not true. Um, everybody is really safe here and we're all doing, we're all doing just fine. And I'm glad that we can be together uh, this weekend. Uh, I do want to let you know that after uh, a whole lot of prayer and conversation, uh, we have decided that the message that I had prepared for this weekend, uh, though is a really good and solid message, it's probably one that needs to be spoken uh, at another time. And uh, so uh, I spent about the last 24 hours just getting quiet and trying to get close to God and, and praying and, and saying, God, what kind of message should I bring to our people at Parkview and all of our campuses something that will bring hope and, and, you know, just release some of the anxiety that we feel in our lives? And I hope that the message this weekend will do that. Because we all know that the big question that we're all facing, you know, that's really going around in all of our heads this weekend, whether you're young or old, the big question is, what are we going to do now, Right? I mean, seriously, like, what are we going to do now? That's the question that everyone keeps asking during this situation where the coronavirus crisis keeps changing like hour by hour by hour, it seems like. And I know we're all watching the news. We probably have watched more news than we've watched in most of our lives. Uh, we know the stories. We know that schools are closing across the country, including all kinds of colleges. We know that politicians are making all kinds of promises. People are wearing masks everywhere. The financial markets are getting rocked. Travel is being banned. 
The NBA and college basketball and Major League Baseball and Major League Soccer and hockey and golf and all of these sports are being canceled. In fact, I just heard today that the only sport that really is still continuing uh, is bull riding. And a lot of the television uh, sports time is going to be bull riding. So if, if you like bull riding, this may be a good couple weeks of televised sports for you. Uh, but, but the truth is, it's just kind of a wild time. And, and what about this? I got to mention this. What's going on with toilet paper? I mean, what, what is our, our new obsession with toilet paper? It's, it's flying off the shelves. Here's a photo of like what a lot of our places look like that we go to shop. You've probably seen an image like this when you go to try and buy toilet paper. Or what about this image that I saw uh, just in the last few days where you can buy this roll of toilet paper for like $4,000 and it comes with a free diamond ring, right? Not, not bad. And I've already seen people who are deciding to celebrate and remember 2020 uh, by creating these little you know, toilet paper earrings and wearing those around. And it's just, it's, it's kind of bizarre. I mean, people are hoarding toilet paper and hand sanitizer and water bottles and things like that. And, and here's the thing. It's kind of a scary moment for a lot of people. I mean, it's a time of a lot of uncertainty for all of us. We don't know what tomorrow will hold, let alone six months from now. So the question for us, Parkview, is what are we going to do? I mean, what are we going to do? And here's what I want to say to you. Though there's so many things that seem to be changing or being canceled in our world, I just want you to know that our mission to love people and reach people for Jesus has not changed. We are going to continue to love people and love Jesus and lead people to Jesus even more passionately and even more intentionally during these uncertain times. Now, there's a few things that I feel like God has laid on my heart that I want us to share in this weekend. And remember, these are things I want us to hold on to tight during this crisis season that we are in. Things that aren't going to change about who we are and what we do. The first is this that we will love and serve our families, friends, and community. We will love and serve our families, our friends, and community. At Parkview, we are living in a historic season. And this is a time for us to be sharing with other people, not experiencing scarcity. This is a time for us not to be stockpiling things necessarily. I know it's kind of funny sometimes to think about stockpiling, you know, hand sanitizer and toilet paper and things like that. It kind of adds some levity to our lives. But here's the truth. This is a time for the church and for us as individuals to think about how much we can share with other people around us, not just how much we can stockpile and, and hoard and, and keep for ourselves. And as we begin to share with others, God will continue to share with us and keep resourcing us. Take a look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Isn't that good to know? 
I mean, we, it can be so uncertain, but God is going to help provide all that we need. And then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Why do we have plenty and more than we need sometimes? It's so that we can share it with other people. God is looking for people who will be conduits for his resources. God wants us to be generous, especially during seasons like we're in, and share with other people what he has shared and given to us. Now listen, I know, I'm fully aware that the last few weeks have been kind of chaotic, and the last few days even have been overwhelming. And for many of us, myself included, it's easy to kind of feel out of control in our lives and in our world. And there's probably been a moment for many of us, again, myself included, where uh, you had a little cough or maybe you sneezed and you thought to yourself, I think I have it. I think I have it. I just sneezed. And it's so easy to get all anxious and then to get overwhelmed. And we're not sure what we can do to help ourselves or other people. We know that we can't help everyone, but we also know that every one of us can help someone. And so here's a challenge for you, for your family, for your friends, maybe for your business during this coronavirus crisis. The challenge is to do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Just start doing for one person what you wish you could do for everyone. Let's love and, and care for people one person at a time. And by doing that, people will begin to see Jesus more clearly. So Parkview, let's love and let's serve our families and our friends and our community and let's do that well. Here's a second thing I want us to know and hold on to and remember. We are staying on mission even as we move online. Yeah, it's true that we're moving our gatherings and our giving online, but we are staying on mission. It doesn't matter if we're on campus or online. We're on mission either way. And I just want to ask that, that, that you, that all of us would join together and just passionately continue to be generous to God's church and to God's people. There's all kinds of people around us at our schools, in our neighborhoods, at our workplaces who need us to be generous to them during this season. So let's commit to doing that. And here's what I believe. I believe that we're going to learn things during this season. And, and as we gather online, God is going to grow his church and his kingdom in fantastic ways. In fact, I'm certain, Parkview, that God is not surprised by the coronavirus. He's not. I mean, God is not looking down from heaven right now this weekend and saying, whoa, 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 what, what's going on around the nation? I mean, I mean, how did this happen? When did this happen? I mean, where did this originate? I, I just promise he knows. And he has also given us the digital tools to continue meeting together and growing even during these uncertain times. 
I believe that God is going to move big time around Parkview and around his church in this nation and in this world. And though we are separated from each other physically, this coronavirus crisis is going to unite God's church globally. And I believe that because I look back to the history of the church. The early church began to grow like wildfire. In the book of Acts, it says these people began to meet in temple courts and house to house. Temple courts and house to house, just like we're doing. And take a look at this scripture in Acts chapter 5, verse 42. Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. From temple courts and house to house. The temple courts are like the big, you know, campuses that we have where hundreds and thousands of people would gather up on the weekends. And the house to house is, well, it's, it's our homes. It's the thousands of campuses and houses that we now have. And God's church and Parkview, listen, it is going to continue to flourish as we gather from house to house to house to house to house to house to house. And I believe, as we sat here today, listen, I believe this with all my heart. Uh, we sit here today with some uncertainty around us. But I believe that if we could see into heaven, I believe all of heaven is, is gathered around saying, oh, oh, oh man, just, just watch this. Everybody gather around, watch this. Look at what God is doing down on the earth during this time. I mean, people are unleashing compassion on other people like never before. People are leaning into God and his word. People are praying and uniting their hearts in unprecedented ways. People are using their homes as places to gather and broadcast the truth and the message of Jesus. Could it be? Could it be? that one of the ways that God's church is going to explode and really begin to reach all nations is through the online gatherings like we are experiencing today. I mean, could it be that the message of Jesus is going to spread like wildfire across our country and across this world as many, many thousands of churches move their message online more than any other time in the history of the world. Now, I was just thinking about this today. More people are going to have access to God's word and to worship and to prayer this weekend than probably any other weekend in their lives. And as things move online, God's church is going to be on fire. I just know it is. So Parkview, let's keep giving and resourcing God's kingdom and being generous to others. And, and let's keep gathering in new ways. And let's just watch what God does. It's going to be amazing. 
Here's a third thing I want us to keep a hold of and remember and stick to during these times. And that is, yes, you should wash your hands, but also wash others' feet. Yes, of course, we know we need to wash our hands, but also be willing to wash others' feet. I'm pretty sure that all of us are washing our hands more than any other time in our lives. Our moms would be so proud that we are washing our hands so often. We're supposed to wash our hands for 20 seconds, which seems like an eternity to many of us. But we're supposed to wash them for 20 seconds, multiple times a day. And so here's what I'm thinking. What if we use the time that we are washing our hands to just pray for other people? That 20 seconds while we're washing our hands, what if we use that time that we are washing our hands to pray for other people? The decision to wash our hands, we know we need to do that, but what if we started to pray for other people and then we also decided to go a step further and begin to wash other people's feet? Now, I know as I say that, some of you are thinking, okay, whoa, 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 time out. I mean, that's too far. I mean, what do you want me to do, Todd? Do you want me to go over to my neighbor's house and like knock on their door and say, hey, how you doing? Uh, Would it be possible for me to come in and like wash your feet for a little bit? That's not what I'm saying, okay? Because your neighbor would probably freak out if you did that. What I'm talking about is something in the Bible in John chapter 13. In this place in the Bible, we see where Jesus showed us what it means to serve other people by doing for others what no, what no one else really wanted to do for others. Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He did something for other people that no one else really wanted to do. And so I'm just thinking, Parkview, This week, we could all decide to do some things for others that other people really don't want to do. For instance, you could decide to go watch someone's kids. Maybe they're in elementary school and and their school is closed down, but mom or dad still needs to work. So you could go watch somebody's kids so mom or dad could go ahead and go to work some this week. Or you could help maybe an international college student and come alongside them because they're feeling some anxiety because they're not sure how they're going to get back home. Or maybe you could go to the grocery store for a person who is older and doesn't feel safe and doesn't feel like they can get out in this world that we're living in right now. Or maybe you could even... Bring some of your precious, you know, hand sanitizer and disinfectant and, and you could come over and help somebody clean their home so they would feel safer and more secure in their house. Now, I know that you can't serve everyone, but you could serve someone. You could do for one what you would love to do for everyone. We can still serve people one person at a time. And then here's one last thing I want us to grab a hold of and know. And that is that we are going to cover the coronavirus panic with prayer. 
we are. We're going to cover this coronavirus panic with prayer. And listen, this virus, it's real. And, and it's contagious. We all know that. The panic that this virus is creating is very real. And it's also very contagious. The anxiety that we feel is real and contagious. And the fear that is sweeping our nation and our world is very real and very contagious. But here is what I also want us to remember as a community on all of our campuses around this city and around this nation, and that is that love is also real, and love is also contagious, and hope is real and contagious, and kindness is real and contagious, and peace is real and contagious, and serving others is very real and very contagious. And prayer, prayer is very real, very powerful, and it's very contagious. So Parkview, let's spend some time today in prayer because it's just a great way for us to battle the panic and the worry and the anxiety and the fear that can creep into our lives. So I'm going to guide you during this time. And if you don't like to pray, that's okay. I get it. You can just kind of lean in and, and listen. But I do want to encourage everyone to participate, if you can, as I prompt you to pray. Whether you're by yourself or whether you're at your house with some friends or with your family, I'm going to prompt you of what to pray for. And then I want to ask, as soon as I do that, that somebody in your house, on your campus, would just begin to pray out loud, right there where you are. And we're going to have thousands and tens of thousands of people praying in our homes and our campuses all around this city and this nation. And after this time of prayer together, the worship team is going to come back out and lead us in one more song that's going to remind us of who God is in our lives. So Parkview, let's spend a few moments praying together. First, let's kind of take a wide angle look and let's pray for our world. Would you do that? Pray for some of these countries that are scared and nervous and there's so many thousands and tens of thousands of people sick in China, in Italy, in Iran. This virus is just running rampant. Would you pray for them? Would you ask that God would bring them peace into their lives and their homes? Let's do that right now. Take just a moment right where you are and begin to just pray for our world. Let's do that now. In addition to praying for our world, let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our leaders and our elected officials. This is also an election season, which makes everything kind of just more intense. And 
Let's pray that our leaders would work together and that they would be humble and that they would be full of wisdom. And let's pray for the leaders in our schools, our teachers and our faculty and the people in hospitals who are serving and and helping people and, and our churches. And let's also pray for our police officers and firefighters and other public servants. Let's pray that God would give wisdom and and faith and energy to these people right in our nation and right around here in our city. Would you take just the next few moments to pray for the people right around us in our nation and in our city? Let's lift them up now. Let's also pray today for those who are so close to our hearts, almost always on our minds, our own family, our kids, our grandkids, our neighbors, the people we work with or go to school with. Let's take some time to pray for the people who are right here with us in the room, or maybe some of our family and friends are in different places in the country. Let's take just a few moments right now where you are to out loud lift up friends, family, coworkers, and other classmates that we have. Let's lift them up right now and ask that God would give us peace, help reduce the fear and anxiety in our lives, and that we would lean into him and trust him with our lives. Let's pray for our friends and family right now. God, we come together right now as a community of people who love you from thousands of homes all across this city and all across our nation. God, we just want to say to you that we believe in you and that we believe in prayer. We believe it is real, that it is powerful. And God, we believe that you listen to our prayers and they are effective. God, we cannot always see you working, but we know that you are working even when we don't realize it. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have this weekend to gather up together and pray for our world. We know that you're working in places that we don't even know about, that we've never seen with our own eyes. You're there. God, we know you're working in our nation, even though things seem uncertain and 
there seems to be division in so many different places that we look. God, we know that you're bringing peace and, and you're holding together unity and, and you're working in ways that we can't even see you working in our nation. And God, we know you're working right now in our lives, in our family. God, right now we just take hands with people right in our family, right in our homes. And we're so thankful for each other and the bond we have and the love we have for each other, God. And we know that we need your peace and your provision and your protection during this time. And so we come to you and we ask for you and your spirit to be powerful and to be obvious among us. God, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to be recalibrated and to be reminded and to get perspective on this world and you. We come to you, we praise you, and we sing to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says on all campuses, amen.